This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Herb White. I am Editor-in-Chief at the Charlotte Post. And this week, first of all, happy 4th of July plus. And this week, July 5th through the 7th, the eyes of the flag football world will be on Charlotte. When the IFAF America's Continental Flag Football Championship takes place over at UNC Charlotte. Uh, the United States national men's and women's teams uh, will take on the world uh, in this tournament. And I had an opportunity to talk to Amber Clark, who is from Greenville, North Carolina. And she is uh, one of the athletes participating uh, with the U.S. women's national team at the tournament. And we talked about a whole range of different things, uh, mostly related to football, and uh, had a pretty good time in the conversation. And here it is. Great to meet you. Uh, It's been a while uh, since we've uh, talked about football on uh, on our platform and everything. But I know uh, this coming week you've got stuff that's going on here in Charlotte with the IFAF, America's Continental Flag Football Championships, which is a mouthful in and of itself. Uh, but at least uh, you have the advantage of not having to travel very far <laughs> from, uh, from Greenville. I understand that's your hometown. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, you do have to travel, but at, at least yeah. you're familiar with the state. <laughs> um, right. My family doesn't have to travel so far, so that's a good thing. Absolutely. So, what does that mean to you to uh, to be able to come home to North Carolina and compete on a on a global stage with flag football? Um, honestly, it means the world uh, because I've been trying to play the sport for a long time um, since I was young, about nine years old, and um, I've always grew up playing sports, so um, I was, I've always grown up just playing many different sports like basketball, volleyball, running track, and things like that. So um, I've always had that family support. So I know it's just going to be ten times over um, this this week coming up because they know how much I love this game and and how much I put my all into it. So it's definitely going to be an amazing feeling to have everybody there and to be able to play at the highest level in front of most of my family. Yeah, and maybe the best part of it is it's a road trip for the fam. It's a road trip for the fam. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they're getting the Airbnb and everything. So my mm-hmm. aunts are coming from, uh, my aunts and my cousins are coming from Philly. Um, my brother lives in Charlotte. My uh, mom, my dad, and my brother and my sister are driving up from Greenville. I have a lot of friends that are like living in Charlotte, living in the Raleigh area that are going to travel up. So I got a good squad coming to watch you play next week. Sounds like it. Now you have, uh, you, you have uh, already mentioned that this is a journey that started when you were nine years old. Uh, is that when you became aware of football or just sports in general? Um, no, so I started playing sports when I was six. Um, I originally started playing basketball. Um, and then I played that all the way up until high school. And then I played a little bit of volleyball in middle school and high school. And then I started running track in high school. Um, and I've been knowing about football for a while. Um, I've always wanted to play. Um, so I grew up around my brothers and my cousins. 
and they were my cousins were all guys and then me and my brother are really close so whatever he did like I wanted to do so pretty much he was playing football they were playing football so I was like well I want to play football but you know you know back in <laughs> back in that time the parents were like ah no girls are going to be able to play football so um I, I unfortunately I didn't get the chance um but I, I never let that stop me from from trying to play as many options or as many um, times as possible so whenever there was a powder puff game or, or things like that I would definitely try to get in or um, if we had like games at the school like uh, recess I would try to play football then too so did you have a favorite team or player or players uh, back then um honestly not really I just kind of enjoyed the game just watching it um and and I, I don't know it's just like any sport I really don't have a favorite player I just enjoy the atmosphere of how what the game provides just being able to see the competition level of, of, of what it brings. And uh, obviously you are a very good athlete. Uh, you got your, you got your share of state championships as a, as a high school athlete. Um, and then uh, I guess you went on to UNC Chapel Hill and were on a uh-huh. tight team, long jump, triple jump. Uh, so obviously athletics is very important to you. Uh Talk about making that transition from high school and uh, collegiate athletics to flag football, and what does that what does that look like? What was that transition for you? Was it something where you had to had to uh, retrain your body for for this particular sport, or was it an easier transition? Um, for me, it was somewhat of an easier transition, um, only because in high school, I trained, like, just like I was training for the national team. Um, I would go, like, 6 a.m. workouts with my coaches. They would have, like, a few of us come in and, and just shoot around that morning. And then um, in high school, I came across the guy, um, my coach, Big Dave, and we would pretty much train. Um, he was my track coach, so uh, we would pretty much trained in the summer. Um, he would come to the school and train us, go through uh, workout programs like lifting weights and doing different plyos and things like that. And then I also used to work out with a couple of NFL players because he also trained NFL players and just professional athletes. So it wasn't too much of a transition because I was already kind of um, grown and accustomed to that that lifestyle. Um, but th- there was definitely a learning experience of just being on your own trying to do it. Because um, in high school, of course, you had those people like kind of over your shoulder just kind of guiding you through and then college, you go to college, and then you grow up, and it's like more so you have to learn how to adapt and how to navigate through life. So um, it wasn't too much, but it was definitely a, a somewhat of a learning curve. And even to that, you talk about the growth of, uh, of flag football itself. Uh, you know, back in the old days, you know, most guys played flag football. Uh, it was not necessarily, you know, for obvious reasons, it wasn't full contact, so everybody could play it. But now it seems as if it's started to enter into a new phase where more people from varied back- backgrounds are participating. Obviously, more women are playing. Uh, people from other countries are taking it up. Uh, talk a little bit about that growth. And is that what attracted you to it? Or did you come in through some other portal? Um, I actually came in through another portal. I started off playing tackle first. Um, I started playing in 2016, um, and it was just one of those moments of, like I said, I've been wanting to play for a long time, and I found an opportunity to play, so I decided to just jump on it, um, and then I actually got into COVID, not COVID, I actually got into flag football during the COVID year, um, so that's pretty much how I was introduced to the game, 
Um, but from these three years that I've been playing, the growth has been tremendous, honestly. Because um, it was, you know, a couple of tournaments here and there throughout the summer, and now it's like major tournaments. It's tournaments that you, you want to be at because there's, there's the national team scouting, and then there's also the competition level has grown um, from the first moment I stepped on the field. There's, it's, I guess because it's, been, um, it's more opportunities opening for uh, athletes now, like I said, with the World Games, the Olympics, and all these different things. I think they see the opportunity and they want to. Um, they definitely want to to grab every chance they have to to get to those. And when you talk about those opportunities, you're talking about obviously with the IFAF. And I didn't even know there was an international sanctioning body for American rules flag football. <laughs> you learn something new every day around here. Uh, but in terms of that growth and putting it on an international scale, is that something where, and I guess uh, the NFL does have some, uh, does have some involvement uh, with USA football. Uh, is that sort of like uh, it's two parallel tracks, or is it more of the the NFL and USA football are working hand in hand to grow the sport in whatever form it might take? It's actually working hand in hand um, because they have NFL flag tournaments that they put on, and it's for the youth mainly. Um, but they've opened up the doors to the youth girls, and that's been opening more doors for uh, the collegiate level. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in the NAIA, actually working in the, I'm a coach um, for the NAIA, but um, it's a collegiate leveled uh, flag football. So it's a seven on seven uh, sport, and uh, they offer it in right now just Kansas in the Midwest, and then in Florida. Um, so uh, they're working hand in hand. Um, the NFL is starting to back hopefully the NCAA soon. Um, there's been talk about that. And uh, I know in the hometown where you're right now, Charlotte, they've been working with the Charlotte Mecklenburg schools um, right now to to put on their league. And they start, I think, in 2021. And, and they've been pushing that so far. So um, I think they're working hand in hand in order to push this sport for sure. Now you mentioned that, that you are a coach. Uh, at what school? Uh, the University of St. Mary in Leavenworth, Kansas. Okay. All right. And so you're a head coach or a coordinator, position coach? I'm a head coach. Head coach, okay. All right, so <laughs> so obviously you know your way around the football field. Uh, but talk a little bit about what you're doing with USA football uh, with the national team. Uh, you're a receiver and defensive back. Is that more one position than the other, or is it more emphasis on two-way players? Um. So – there are uh, a lot of great two-way players when it comes to the um, flag level. Um, but for me personally, I um, I think I thrive better on defense. I'm definitely defensively minded, um, cornerback, safety. Um, and then I will play receiver in there when needed. Um, definitely step up to the plate whenever they need you to. But um, you can be either a one-way great player or a two-way great player, honestly, at this sport. So you're – your mindset is more on the defensive side. Uh, do you ever get that occasional lapse where it's like, I just want to hit this person, forget the flag. I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure, in the beginning when I first started playing um, a couple of years ago, because the transition happened so fast, 
Um, I definitely got a lot of flags, a lot of flag garden because I was stiff arming the girls. Um, <laughs> um, they would call me like a, 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 bull, a bowling ball or a bully ball because I would be um, just smacking them in the air trying to go for the ball or just knocking them over because, I mean, I'm just used to the contact. So for sure, for sure, it was a learning curve for that, but I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better now. <laughs> and to that end, you know, there are sports that get labeled. You know, there's the there's the contact sport or the non-contact sport, or in the case of football, tackle version, it's a collision sport. Which one is flag football? Um, it could be considered non-contact and contact, honestly. Um, well, it actually is because there is a contact division when it comes to flag. Um, there's a five-on-five contact and there's also a six-on-six contact. And then there's eight-on-eight contact. Um, so they have contact division. And then even in the non-contact sometimes, other than the IFAT version, there is a little bit of um, incidental contact here and there. Um, but for sure, for sure, when it comes to IFAT rules, um, no contact at all is not allowed. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like don't even breathe on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's, uh, it's not a collision sport at that particular level. Sure. No, not, not at all. Okay. All right, so – and so then with with IFAF, that's the that's the group that you're with. Uh, so yes. is that more seven on seven? Uh, no, it's five on. Oh, five. five on five. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this landscape for flag football, I know the 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 hope for a lot of folks is that it becomes an Olympic sport. Uh, it, it isn't yet. It hasn't been uh, designated as such. Um, do you think that that's something that is sooner rather than later, or will it take some time to gin up that international exposure for, for more countries to really force it into Olympic territory, where now the IOC has no choice but to admit flag football as an Olympic sport? Um, well, actually, flag football is very big internationally. There's 49 other countries that actually play the IFAF version. Um, so hopefully with that growth and, 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 and them being able to see the competitiveness that it offers, they'll be able to offer as an Olympic. Um, and it's not in 2028. Um, but it, it, it'll happen when it needs to happen. Because um, you don't want to rush it. You don't want to push it too fast because you don't want a terrible product. But um, for sure, for sure, I'll be grateful if it's in 2028, 2032, 2048. I'm still going to be out there trying to, to get on the field to play. So, <laughs> But that would be my next question. How long is that window for you as an individual to be able to one day hopefully get on to an Olympic stage? And, and there is a world championship, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I'm 30 right now, um, and I've been playing for seven years. Um, I think I, I, I take care of my body pretty well. Um, I eat right. I work out. I you know, I try to treat my body um, whenever there's any lingering injuries or anything like that. So I feel like I, I do a good job. So hopefully, uh, I tell everybody I want to play till I'm like 50. So <laughs> until you're until you're what? 50. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to outdo Tom Brady with this one? <laughs> I do. <laughs> like I said, I want to play this sport as long as as long as my body allows me to. So. And talk a little bit about the participation of women. And I know, you know, we are 
fairly enlightened these days as opposed to 20 or 50 years ago. Like you said, you know, when folks would say, no, you're, you know, this is not for you. This is a man's game, uh, even if it's flag football. But talk a little about being able to establish new foundations among girls and women in this sport it, because it's a new it's a new thing when it's when you're talking about the international level of play for sure um i mean honestly it's amazing i i'm enjoying the process right now of being able to impact um the different girls that come across my program and hopefully inspire them to either want to be where i am or i'm not where i am right now to work their way up to the national team or hopefully get into coaching or just somewhere to give back to the, the flag football community, just the football community in general, to the, the next generation. But um, like I said, I think it's amazing that, that they have so many opportunities right now. Um, with it being, like I said, collegiate sport, there's seven states um, who have it as a sanctioned sport, as a varsity sport there. So um, definitely a lot of growth and, and, and a lot of success that can happen when it comes to, to this game. So um, I just hope that everybody um, continues to, to give back to the sport and, and, and appreciate it and, and see the growth of what the possibilities could be and just continue to work to, you know, just to grow it as, as, as high as possible. Out of all the uh, sports that you have competed at, football, basketball, you know, soccer, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, since you were six years old, is what is it that separates football from the rest? Is I actually have no words for that. Like I, I, I don't really know how to describe the feel. Um, I try to tell people that all the time. It's just a feeling you can't really describe. Um, you just have to be living it to know it. Um, and because I don't know, I just never worked harder for a sport. Um, I never wanted to. I never was was this excited for sport. Um, like the other sports, I enjoyed. I loved them. You know, I, I wanted to put in the work. But for this one, it just it just comes easy. Um, it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like a hassle. Um, but like I said, I just don't know what it is. It's just some type of feel. And I can't describe it. Um, but it's definitely a feeling like like I said, I don't want to lose for for a long time. Because, you know, that, I've talked to plenty of football players over the years and played it myself way back when in the Neanderthal knuckle-dragging days. <laughs> but I guess, you know, it's, I don't know it, whether it the, the proper description for me would be love or passion. You know, it's like there is no bad day. You know, there are no bad days on a football field when you're out there doing your thing. And so I don't know if it's just you you love the game or it's just that it brings out such passion in you until you, you know, you just drag yourself out there no matter what else is going on and you just enjoy that time on the field. Maybe It it it. might be the passion part. Maybe the passion portion. Like I said, it's it's whatever it takes to get on that field. If you get injured, you're hurt. If you're if you hurt, get back out there and, and, and keep working until you, you feel like you can't give any more. If you're injured, okay, I get it. But if you're hurt and you love this game, um, for sure, for sure, um, nothing will stop me from, from getting on that field. Yeah, yeah. And But let's not forget now, you're talking about next week, you'll be in yeah. Charlotte. You're going <laughs> to fly from Kansas uh, 
back to the Tar Heel State, and it's July 5th through the 7th. That's the Continental Flag Football Championship, and the, the USA national team will play uh, men's and women's teams from North and South America. Are, are you guys favorites uh, in, in this tournament, or is there going to be some really stiff competition? And if so, who are the countries that will give you the best run? Um, honestly, I, I, I couldn't even answer that. Um, I feel like anybody can play any, any way, any given day. So honestly, you have to bring your A game, um, every time you step on the field. Because once you start underestimating people or, or getting big headed, I feel like that's when, that's when mistakes happen and that's when flip ups happen. So, um, I feel like everybody's coming to play to win. That's everybody's goal is to come to get that gold medal. So, um, like I said, anybody can win on any given day, just step on that field and, and, and trust yourself and trust that your teammates are as prepared enough and, and like I said, just go out there and play and, and play to win. Well, that's the best way to go about it, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you are, like I said before, you're talking about this is international uh, play. And to get to that next level where you're talking about world championships, Olympics, that kind of thing. You would think that Americans would have a leg up since this is literally an American sport. Uh, is that an extra, um, not to say burden, but an extra responsibility that the national teams have? Um, I can only speak for myself um, because, you know, I don't really, I don't really, I can't really speak how everybody else thinks about it or just how they how they portray what's happening, but um, for me, I try not to take any extra pressure or or put too heavy of a stress on anything. Um, like I said, just have to trust that yourself is prepared for for this moment, and and you go out there and put on the show. Um, like I said, trust your trainings up to this level. Trust your all the tournaments you you've played, all the all the preparation you you've done to get to this moment, and. Um, like I said, you just can't stress it. You gotta, you gotta enjoy it. Win, lose, or draw, you have to sit there and enjoy it. True words were never spoken, and I think that uh, this is going to be a this is going to be a great show over at UNC Charlotte. Uh, really great facilities. Uh, it's probably going to be really hot, so we'll see who has what left in the tank by the time it's all over. But I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. For sure, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to reach out and, and do this interview. Um, it, means, it, means, it means the most. Um, like I said, to be able to get this game to be advertised on a, on a major platform and, and, and hopefully bring some more eyes and attention to it, that's all I'm about with this sport, is bring more awareness to it and hopefully growing it um, more and more each, each year, each month, each day. Well, I do appreciate that. And besides, hey, you're a North Carolinian, even if you are in Kansas, but, you know, we're sticking it together. Forever. Forever North Carolinian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, thank you so much for everything. Best of success uh, this week and going forward. And hopefully there will be an Olympics in your future, and we'll get to see that. Hopefully so. Thank you, Herb. All right. So that's it for this episode of Sports Charlotte. Once again, July 5th through the 7th, IFAF, America's Continental Flag Football Championship at UNC Charlotte. Best part, it's free. So go check it out. And thanks for listening to Sports Charlotte. 
wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Head over to our website, thecharlottepost.com, for our inventory of articles, podcasts, everything else that you're looking for coming from our stable of platforms. And join us also as subscribers to the post or donors because journalism, believe it or not, isn't free. We need your support to make it happen and to keep it happening. So go over to our website, check it out as far as donations and subscriptions. And for everybody back at the office, I'm Herb White. Thanks for listening. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Network.com.